you know, people like it to be complicated. I had a guy join up one time to, to work with me and he was, he, he said, I don't think this is right. I wanted more information. Like he wanted reams of stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's not what we do. We do transformation. You can get education anywhere. It's all out there. It's, it's crazy. And there are people doing what I do and they, they put a lot of attention on how the brain is working and that kind of stuff. For me, I'm like, look, man, I just want to, I just, I just wanted you to have the transformation you want. And you don't need to know that stuff if you don't want to. To me, it's more like if you, if you, once you get this going and you want to know how it works, go study it. But trying to get all into it up, up front just slows a lot of people down, I find. Welcome to the Break the Chains, Find Your Flame podcast. My name is Steve Wopolinik. I'm a licensed mental health counselor and one of the founders of the Promethean Project. Our guests are people who have broke the chains of their limitations and found the strength of their potential. We offer their stories as inspiration and as guidance to help others navigate their quest to find their flame. Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. Today is episode 74 with Bob Doyle. Now, Bob and I got to sit down and... Oh, sorry. There, there's some fireworks going on in the background, so I apologize for any additional noise you may hear, but this is actually really good parallel because Bob and I actually sit down and talk about neuroplasticity and how the brain works and how it's elastic and talk about how the neurons fire to each other, how they wire together, and how we can change our thoughts and our neuropathways based on the science of neuroplasticity and the brain being elastic and can adjust based on repetition, strong emotions, and things of that nature. Now, we don't get really nerdy and talk about science, the science behind it. We definitely could. It'd be a whole different podcast, but also really enjoyable because I am a brain nerd for sure. But Bob really likes to draw this illustration that you don't need to understand all of this. You need to know that it works and then you need to do it. And I think that's a huge message that you get from this podcast on, you know, it's more about transformation and and how, you know, there's science to back up how you can transform the brain and neuropathways and all that such. You don't really need to understand it to do it. So I'm really excited for you all to hear it. Bob fantastic guy has this booming voice like he's made for podcasts or or announcing or whatever so i really enjoyed this because i got to sit back and just be in a whole different realm and enjoy the soothing sounds of bob so i hope you enjoy the soothing sounds and you learn something about your brain neuroplasticity and transformation here's bob in a world where humanity's potential is imprisoned and locked away, our only hope is to break the chains and find our flame. Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. Uh, our guest today is Bob Doyle. Bob, thanks for showing up and uh, coming today and talking about all the intricacies that make you you and what makes us us. 
Is that what we're talking about? Oh my god, I wasn't prepared. No. Well, I also have like clowns uh, second on the list. I don't know. Perfect. My favorite of all subjects. Good, good. Let's start with Pennywise the clown and okay. And can we end there too at the exact same time? All right. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, So Bob, really excited to have you on here. Anything about neuroplasticity? Anything about rewiring the brain? I'm a huge geek on. I'm a mental health therapist, so I I love just talking about that with clients, but just people in general. Uh, But before we dive into the really, well, for for us, fun stuff, um, could you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? And um, I mean, the non-fun stuff. The non-fun stuff. Right, right. The, oh, here comes the backstory. (laughs) The backstory. (laughs) Okay, so most people know, if they know me, they probably know me because I was in that movie, The Secret, about 15 years ago, which was a law of attraction movie. It was about, you know, creating your life by design. And that was, and so that's how people know me, but that was never what I intended for my life. My intentions were always to be a broadcaster, like my dad, and do voiceover and characters and just be a goofball on the radio. That was, you know, I I was very clear from from very early. And then when I started, I did that for seven years. And then I just wanted to do more than they were letting me do and being young and impatient. I just said, all right, fine, I'll go do something else. And, <laughs> and I didn't do too well with that. I mean, it, it really was just a series of things that didn't work well. And that's kind of when I threw my hands up in the air. I was like, all right, there's something going on here that's not like obvious, not logical. And that's what got me looking at metaphysics and you know meditation and this whole idea of that we could create our reality and everything is energy and all of that. Right. But I finally got to the point, I finally got to some material that that absolutely did sort of trigger it for me and, and turn, turn on some lights. And, and what it really was doing was shining the lights on my inner thoughts, not what I was saying, not what I was, you know, out there, but what was really going on uh, in my case around money and success uh, that I wasn't really saying. And so owning that was the really was the first step for me to to changing it. Now, back then, the conversation was all law of attraction and I'm going to do a vision board and all of that. But in retrospect, now what I, I see what I was doing was I was literally starting a rewiring process. Right. And the, all of those law of attraction type exercises, if you do them without you know getting all in your head, they will help you to do the rewiring process. But people were getting so fixated on the law of attraction and how to make it work and just like try to figure out this magic trick. And there were a zillion different ideas about how, what it is and what it isn't. And so people were just confused and and weren't concentrating at all on who they need to be in the world to have the things they want, which is what the work is about. So, so now that's why I have shifted my attention to neuroplasticity. It's a much simpler concept. No one's debating that our brain can change. And it's just like, okay, so now our work becomes, well, how do we want to change it? And what do we need to do to do that? Awesome. Yeah. I, I like all that stuff too, because early on with the law of attraction stuff, when I was counseling people and, and talking about what law of attraction is, one of my, one of the funniest things that I ever come across is trying to explain that to younger kids. And it, inevitably the thing that happens is they get really focused on the word attraction uh-huh. and, and they internalize it more as, well, I mean, how do I get people to be attracted to me? And, oh, and so I've had, a, <laughs> I've had a lot of clients come to me and say, well, I don't, I don't want to do that. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so we, so they we really, of, they automatically put that they, the, the word attraction puts a whole different context about attracting people or relationships. Is that we're yeah. being attractive? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I have not heard that, but I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just analytical stuff that not analytical, but like stuff that has come up in my own sessions that I always thought funny because, you know, talking to another uh, adult, 
they've heard of law of attraction, but talking yeah. to younger kids, they don't really understand it. And so they try to break it down by, by the words and make sense of it. Yeah, I get it. So let's go back to the law of attraction. Just, I know that's not your primary thing now. That's okay. And want to use that to kind of build up to, to neuroplasticity because I do find it very interesting. And I think we can do some definitions on that. So people know what we're talking about, sure. but how, how did you get involved in the secret in the first place? Cause it's had so, far reaches. Yes. So once I had all of my ahas around the law of attraction, I was, you know, I thought, well, maybe, maybe there's a business here. Cause I'd been searching for what do I do? And I was looking for something where I could express myself creatively and use the skills I'd gathered in doing all of these things, like knowing how to do a web page and stream audio and all sorts of things. So it's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll start sharing what I've learned about this law of attraction thing. And then it just grew because I, I made a decision pretty early in the process about who I was being in this conversation. Because at first it was like, I was just facilitating other people's information and kind of basically saying, isn't this cool to the world? And here are some of my ideas on it. But at some point I was like, no, I, I really wanna have a, a much deeper understanding of this. And I wanna be able to really explain it to people so they will get it. And, and so that's who I am. I'm a person who can communicate these principles clearly. And that's when, you know, it's just like the content exploded and the program became this monster. So when, um, Rhonda Byrne was, you know, researching the law of attraction, who could teach this for people in her film. I, you know, I was one of the bigger law of attraction players out there at the time. And so I think also because my approach to it was just like, hey, I'm just a normal guy. I have no woo woo background. I just, you know, this, this makes sense to me and this has worked for me. And here's, here's what I know about it. I think that grounded approach was just a voice you wanted in the film. So that's how I got in there. Nice. And what did you see after that came out? What did you see kind of, how, how did it expand from there for you? Yeah. Obviously. Well, everything changed on many levels and not all of them good from a business point of view, you know, this sort of, I didn't really consider myself in the personal development industry. I was just this guy who was talking about personal development things, I guess, or something. But once the secret came out and I was up there on the screen with Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor and all these others who'd been in there forever I sort of had a different expectation of myself of who I should be out there in the world. And I felt like, oh, that the goofball who I really am is not, that's not going to fly. So I got to find, you know, somewhere in the middle. And so that didn't, after a while, man, that just didn't feel good. It, it just wasn't, I had, there was just no joy in it. Um, so that's, that's what happened at, at, for me, uh, aside from the business thing, but out in the world, now a lot more people heard about the law of attraction. And, and for some people, it was like, yeah, you know, that's what I always thought that inside or whatever. And then, of course, well, first, when it came out, it's important to know the first when it, the first flood of people who saw it were people who were basically on the email lists of all the people in the film. So, of course, it was pretty much a resounding success. Everybody was already signed up for whatever these people were saying. So it, it so it had an initial, you know, huge impact and receiving. So then it, it went out on DVD. And now those people are going, you've got to see this, you need this or whatever. And right. And so maybe, but maybe not. And so some people see this and go, what is this garbage? I don't, I didn't attract this. Right. And so they're no, no, don't you see? And then it just became this whole divisive thing. And now my, my career became putting out, you know, dispelling myths that of, of oversimplifying what it is. And I mean, everybody became this law of attraction expert overnight and, and had all these programs out. Here's what you do. No, here's what you three steps, seven steps, two weeks. Right. No. So anyway, it just was mass confusion. So it really wasn't that fun. But when, when live streaming came around, then the broadcaster in me woke up again and I got to play with video now and everything else. 
And so now I found a way to, to have fun with the message. And now it's even more fun that I'm talking about neuroplasticity. It's just much, it's a much more practical and efficient way to transformation, which is why I was doing anything in the first place to help facilitate transformation. Right. You got stuck in the weeds there a little bit with like having to over define basic. Yes. A lot. Yes. It became all I was doing. And I thought that that was the answer. I thought if people could just get the science right, then they'll like will come on like mine. But then I, I finally realized, well, even if it even if they got it, it still doesn't matter. You don't need to understand it. Just go be who you need to be. Take that action. Get those results. Adjust. Keep going. Keep going. You're there. Your brain is ready to support an entirely new being if you're if you're willing to feed it new information. Yeah. And I love that shift that you had, too, because you you said you had to kind of create this this presence that was somewhere in between the goofball that you are and not overly intense version of that. Right. You you had to land in the middle, but through that process and the live streaming, you were able to say, okay, this is actually me. And let's talk about the basics that we need to and get it out there. And it seems more true to yourself. It sounds like. Yeah. It was way more fun, way less, you know, like stiff and just like the whole thing about live streaming, when there's somebody there on the other side and you're having a real conversation, it's even if it's just one person, it's so much different than standing like on a stage when they're out there or doing a video where they're not. And, and, and I was doing a lot of video, you know, a lot of, hi, I'm Bob Doyle featured. And it was just like announcer guy, just flat with a little bit of, and I was so concerned about everything. I have a very serious look on my face all the time. It was just like, I look back and it's like, I almost want to take them down because it's so not who I am. And I feel like it hurt the message a little bit. Why do you have to be so intense about it? You know, but that's where I was in the journey, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, just talking to you for this past 10 minutes, you, you can tell that goofballness and the radio announcer perfectly merged together and, and kind of putting that message forward. I hope so. I look, man, I honestly, I have, there's been times when I've said, I just, I'm done with this conversation. You know, it's like in the law of attraction. Once I hit neuroplasticity, it was a whole new, a second win for sure. I got worried. I thought you were talking about the podcast. I was like, well, we, we got no, 10 I'm minutes. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, every time I would try to like step out of it and focus on other things, I, I just kept getting brought back in. I mean, there's, so there's something about the message because it's really, it comes down to creative self-expression, which is what drives me. And that's what I have a passion for, because I believe that if you are that, then your life will be as good as it can be. And, and that you'll, you'll, you know, it's attraction, whatever, you're just going to take the action that you get the appropriate response to support that way of being. But since we play small, we get small results and we rationalize why everything, and it's all just a lie we're telling ourselves in this web of neural pathways that are ready to be changed if you're ready to change them. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's get in the science of, of neuroplasticity and, and how it, it shifted to kind of a bigger impact and you're more entranced by that concept as opposed to a lot of attraction. Yeah. Well, so neuroplasticity is just our ability's brain to change. And it's how we learn anything. It's how we become anything. So the basic premise here is, you know, we're born and our brain is wide open. We're just saying yes to everything because we can't assess at age one. You know, we don't, we're not evaluating. Does this serve our future good? I don't know if I can, we just say yes to whatever our parents say and whatever our environment is. And that becomes our web of truth in our brain. It's the lens through which we see the world. And and once we get a little more conscious, every experience we have is compared to that one. And then we define that experience based on that wiring, which could be complete BS and probably is. And so, but all of that wiring 
happened uh, as a result of just the miracle that our brain is. We fit, we got the same information over and over, those neural pathways solidified, and then it became our default behavior, our belief system. But let's say we want to learn a new language. Well, we don't know anything about learning a new language and it's uncomfortable and we make mistakes, but we re repetition, repetition, practice, saying it, doing it, writing it, being it, being that you are a Spanish speaker. That's what, get, that's what gets it into your brain. And now you can speak Spanish. Your brain is ready to accept that and, make, and have a whole new part to it. So all we're doing when it comes down to personal transformation is just learning new behavior. There's nothing different about what we're doing in terms of how our brain will serve us. We just need to feed it different information because on autopilot and unconsciously slash subconsciously, we have been feeding it the same conversations forever, mostly unchecked, right? And we don't question it and that's the thing. But if they're not serving us, if we're not getting the results we want in our life, it's because the action that we're taking isn't getting those results. And we're not taking the results that will give us action because we're making somewhere in there, we're making meaning about things. Our reality is created in the moment we give that moment meaning. That meaning drives our next action step, which drives our result. So if we're not getting the result we want, it's because of the meaning that we're giving that's driving our behavior. So all that can be changed if you want it to. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, uh you boil down a bunch of science into five minutes of conversation, but I think it's really pertinent, right? Like the idea here is I, I like that analogy of language because I took Japanese in college and for half of the semester, I had no clue what I was doing. Right. I literally was afraid to be called on. Uh, you know, I wasn't really into it cause I wasn't getting it. And then I remember I started applying myself a little bit more. And then one day in class, I just understood everything the teacher was talking to me about. And it was this huge light bulb moment. I kind of liken it to Antonio Banderas had a movie a long time ago. I think it was called The 13th Warrior, where he fell in with these 12 other warriors who did not speak the same language. And then there was a point in the movie where he just started speaking the language. Got it, right, yeah. And that that hit me hard in that class. And then you know, I finished with a great grade and it was a 10 minute spoken final. And I just knew everything she was saying. And I had never felt as elated in that moment because the message shifted so dramatically in that. This course. is so That's good. Awesome. So let me ask you a question. Why sure. did you stick with it? When, uh, you, when you didn't know what was going on and it felt so uncomfortable, what made you stick with it? What like, made, oh. yeah. What made me stick with it is that I, I have a huge affinity for, um, Chinese and Japanese mythology. And I really enjoy, I, I guess it's really anime. <laughs> that really made me st stick with it. So also mm -hmm. comic books and ma mangas. And I really just wanted to learn it so bad because I really enjoyed it. And I realized that the only way that I was going to do it is if, if I stayed with it instead of what I used to do, just run away from it because it was too hard. So it sounds like you made it non-negotiable. Right. Like I'm doing this. And that's what we have to do. And not too many people don't do that when it comes to like a personal goal. Right. They just don't make it non-negotiable. And I think that one of the reasons is they don't make it non-negotiable because they just don't believe it can happen. They'll take everything. They'll do the let. They'll, they'll hear success stories. They'll take the action as if they're going for it. But somewhere in there, they still don't believe they can do it. And so when some, if, when it gets too uncomfortable or they get the wrong feedback, again, all of their old wiring is going to say, here's all the reasons you need to quit now. Right. Here's all the proof you need. 
And this is the problem with people going through this on their own, because no matter, it doesn't matter how smart you are or how much you even understand this conversation, you know what you know, your wiring is your wiring. That's it. That's what you've got. And if you can't see things in a way that can move you forward, I promise you somebody else can see 12 million different ways. You just can't because of the way you're making meaning and connecting all these dots. But other people can say, well, what about this way or this way or this way? It just shows there are possibilities that you can take action. But once you, but taking on changing autopilot behavior, you're going to feel it. And people yeah. don't like feeling it. Yeah. They don't like feeling it. They want it to be comfortable and, and like a flow. But growth is never that. Where, where else in your life is it ever that? So why do you expect it here? So instead right. of expecting it and being disappointed that there's a journey, embrace it. Perhaps that's what we're here for is that journey because that goal is elusive and it evolves. If you get attached to that, you're missing the point. You got that, you got that goal, that dream, that vision, it's calling to you. So it's pulling you through this action, through this journey of your life where you'll meet amazing people. You'll make a lot of mistakes. You'll have wild successes, a whole range of emotions. It's an adventure. That's why you're here. And everybody who you aspire to be like, they took their journey. They didn't put it on a vision board and it was there the next day or the next week or the next month. They took the journey. They had their ups and downs and, and, and now they're doing it and they're inspiring you. So be willing to take that journey because that's when you're going to get the most joy out of wherever you end up anyway. Yeah. It's a, you know, it really speaks to this idea of vulnerability and being open to, to options like you're saying, and a lot of fear of, well, this is comfortable. I, even if you don't like where you're at in life, there's comfort in it. I know this. I know what to expect. Yes. This is scary. I have to be vulnerable. I could fail. Um, the default is usually to comfort because right. of the, that because fear. they haven't done what it takes to make it non-negotiable like yeah. and believable. And see, here, this is why, like you said, you took all this science in five minutes. I want it one sentence. Your brain can change. That's all you need to know because you can understand, okay, well, this is the neurochemistry, but now we're just studying the law of attraction again, trying to figure out how it all works before we'll let it happen. We don't need any of that. You're a human being. You were not, you, you were born with the ability to create new neural pathways. You were born with the ability to visualize the things you want. You were born with a passion that would spark that creativity in you. You do not need knowledge of all the inner workings of it. It's just, you have it. And so your brain can change. You've got proof of it your entire life. You learned a new language. You learned a new thing. You changed opinions about things. You change constantly. But a lot of times it's been on autopilot. We're talking about doing it consciously starting today. And, and that is a different experience because you feel it real quick. So what would you say to people who obviously like making things non-negotiable is a huge part of it, but how, how would you tell people or what pearls of wisdom would you have of how to start that? Pearls of wisdom. Well, uh, I all, whenever I start with anybody about this conversation, I have, we want to know what your autopilot wiring is. Like, what is the starting point for areas that we want to change your autopilot response that's going to, that's slowing you down. We don't need to know all of them. There's one or two to begin with that we know is, is slowing you down. And then, and then we, once we identify those things, we can use this reality creation machine called our brain to literally visualize new ways of being. We're doing the same thing athletes do and musicians do when they rehearse in their head. They're creating real wiring in there that translates into the physical. We can do the same thing once we know what our starting point is. So I have this quiz that I put people through. It's 60 seconds. It's free. It's multiple choice. It's online. They go tick, 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 tick. Now they know what I refer to as their 
transformation personality type. And these are all things I totally made up all by myself based on 20 years of doing this with people. So it gives me the information and them the information they need to say, ah, there it is. That's the thing I do. All right. And, and I can absolutely. So, you know, they take the quiz, they get the, they get their type and a little write up on here's what you can do about that. And how can we start to change those autopilot behaviors? And what is some, some basic practice, but the, at the end of the day, without trying to overcomplicate things, remember what we're really just doing. We're just learning to be, we're learning new behavior. So we study that behavior like we would study a new language. We look at other people who might have it. We model it or whatever. Then we try it on out in the world and it may or it's going to feel really weird. So that's a given, but then we see what the result we get. And if it's not what we want, then we say, is there, what can I learn from this? Should I adjust or should I just keep going and let the world catch up a little bit? So all of these things, you just make adjustments and you keep doing it and wiring is beginning to grow a little bit more and more. And the more you are, then things just change out there. No vision board required, except here's the thing about the vision board and all those law of attraction tools. They're great tools. If they inspire you into action into those things should show you, yes, that's who like inspire you to, to know who you need to be, to have those things. And then you go be that because that's when the magic, if you will, happens. Yeah. So, so, it really doubles down on this idea of like, we don't have to understand the process. We just know ourselves and we start moving forward towards where we want to be in that repetition and refinement, which naturally occurs the more you do something. I was, it's actually really funny. I just finished a documentary on HBO uh, called Until the Wheels Fall Off about Tony Hawk. And one of the coolest things I got from that documentary was the fact how tenacious he was in just really perfecting tricks, the 900, which was the impossible trick to do in vert skating. And you just saw him every single time he went up and he failed and failed and failed. He'd make these micro adjustments and you get closer and closer and closer until, you know, spoiler alert, he, he lands the 900. And that's exactly what I'm pulling from this conversation is like, you can take the time to fail and move forward and refine. And that's what's going to get the wiring. And that's what's going to change the neural pathways towards a more. And it's the only, yes. And that's the only way it's going to last. So you can take the time as you suggested, or you can sit there and tell the world why you can't take the time or shouldn't take the time or won't take the time or why it's not, you're not able to, you know, these are these stories we tell ourselves that we've collected throughout our years. And, and they are all of our evidence as to why we can't have or do or be those things that we want. I'd love to do that, but you know, she did this to me back then, so I've got this thing going on and oh, and the, all of those stories. And I'm like, whenever anybody comes to me and they will tell me the story, I go, okay, that's great, thank you. Never tell that story again. <laughs> it is in no way serving you, no way serving you. And the things that you're making it mean about yourself are all BS. So if you're going to BS yourself, why don't you BS yourself about something positive? Because you're wiring yourself to be tr that to be true to you. And you're taking action as if it's true to you and you're getting those results. So now tell yourself a better lie about how freaking awesome you are and learn to be that, put that out in the world, wire yourself that way. And let's get some better results and a better autopilot. We've just yeah. been conditioned to go negative. Yeah. And it's funny, I'll add another personal note. For the longest time when I was growing up, both my parents are from a long line of farmers. And so the narrative my grandfather used to tell my father was that we'll never be rich. We're just hard workers. We'll never be rich. My father told me, ah, no, no, Apollonic will ever be rich. We're just hard workers. We're, that's what we do. 
and I was ruminating on it years ago. And I was talking to my then girlfriend, now wife. I said, yeah, you know, like dad says, we'll fall in and never be rich. And she looked at me and she's like, don't believe that. <laughs> like, of course you'll never be rich if you never put it out there that you, that you can or think that you can and take those chances to do that. Yeah, it's it's so crazy that we can buy into a belief like that, like that a parent can say, like something is arbitrary because this is our last name. We will never have whatever. It's the craziest crap. And it's all it's all based on evidence because everybody everybody told the same story. And so why try? Why try? You won't put in the effort if that's it. So you just resign yourself to that. And that's for somebody else. But every one of those people has a human brain that is ready to do so much more with a different story. Right. And the next topic that, that it kind of flows into for me is the topic of motivation. Um, because this is a big thing I hear about a lot. So I'm not motivated. How do I get motivated? In my personal belief, and I don't know if it aligns with yours, but I'm, I'm guessing it might, is that motivation is a byproduct and it comes from putting yourself out there and deciding to do something. And once you start doing that, like we've been talking about for the last, however many, many minutes of just going out and doing something um, and and exposing yourself and refining, once you start that, that's really where the motivation kind of comes from because you're making this decision to, to move forward and you can't be motivated until you decide to do something. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think there's some inspiration in there too, near the beginning that pulls you through. But, you know, yes, I think you motivate yourself as you, as you take action, the more you take action and see things. And, and, but, but with this caveat, that when you take action, and you get a result you don't like, that's not a reason to get unmotivated, right? What's happening is you're taking that response and you're making, you're connecting all the dots about what failure is and what, oh, it didn't work and that it's, it's, it's totally neutral until you give it meaning, it's data. It's data you need, it's data you should be grateful for. If you just don't got to get emotional about it, you go, ah, oh, thank you, that's the piece I needed, right? And this is, by the way, how everything is invented. Right. I mean, this is not new, the, 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 any of these, this miracle, I mean, zilly, I can't even imagine how many iterations to get it ready to go out there. And if everybody's like, I don't know, I've tried a thousand ways, I can't, I guess there's not gonna be an iPhone. No, you just, it's non, freaking negotiable right so they do it that's funny you're, you're talking about inventions as well i have a, like all these quips of my personal story but <laughs> i remember being in third grade and my cousin or my second cousin had one of these things on her key for her car that you'd press and it was a piece of metal that came out that was hot and it was so that you could warm the key when you put it in the oh, lock okay. in the winter yes. and i remember seeing that because it's the first time seeing that and one of the things I was thinking about is why don't we do that for knives so that when we cut through butter, it would just slide off or we could right. cut ice cream cake or we, we can do the, these things. This is me in third grade. And the right. immediate response was, well, I'll never be rich. Like someone else will make, make that happen. And by, by God, someone did, it's out there somewhere. Um, yes. But in that moment, just re- thinking on everything we've been talking about, it's such an early age to have that come up. Third grade, you're not really thinking about being rich in the future. You're just kind right. of planes in the woods or see that you know, that's comic the thing. Yes. And but the but that's the most creative time. You know, that's just like that's when all of that should be cultivated. Like that was that's a, the the fact that you were thinking like that is like, oh, we need to, you know, you, you that whole 
if you had thought about, well, how would that be created or whatever that, that who knows what could have happened, but stepping on and going, well, I can't, you know, I guess I'll never, you know, it's, it's just amazing. But this is what happens to kids all over the place. Yeah. I mean, and that's what, you know, they, they show all this, they're born with all this, this enthusiasm and creativity and they express it and everybody loves it. It's so cute. Look at this. And then they put them in school and you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beginning of it. And then for 12 more years, they can't do that. And, and so they learn that it's not right. It's not good. It's for somebody else. It's whatever. Now, of course, some people break through. Some people do not buy into it. You know, they're the troublemakers. They go out there and then they're, they're, then they're Jim Carrey or whatever. You know, the people who just like unapologetically go be who they are. They get in trouble. They get their Ds. They do whatever they got to do to get out in life and be who they are. Those, I applaud, like the grades, whatever. You know, unless you're, well, I don't get me started. But the point is, is that it, it, it's so, they get derailed so early. They get so disheartened so early, so often. And, and, and it's because my whole, you know, I think that the reason that we have problems in the world at all is because somewhere along the, you know, generation, 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 we, we learned it's not appropriate to express certain aspects of who we are. We, we, it's not safe to express who we are creatively right. or otherwise. And that, if you do not do that, because it is the nature of the universe to expand and grow, and that is our growth, that is our growth. If we don't do it, we're, we're literally fighting nature, and that's where disease comes from and all this stuff, because now we're internalizing everything. And now right. we have resentment, and we have anger, and we have tons of depression because a person, a kid, cannot be a kid. And I think I, I work with many young kids and adolescents who have ADHD and that narrative is so pervasive throughout their life of why can't you do this? Why can't you sit still? Why can't you focus? Why do I have to tell you all these things over and over and over again? And it's that internalization is so intense that a lot of these kids, a lot of these adolescents and young adults go into the world and say, I'm not worthy enough. I, yes. I can't do this. I'm different. And that is so, like you're saying, it creates so many different fractures in the personality of a person because it's reaffirming. And then every lens that they go into something, that's how they see things. And it just yep. gets worse and worse. Because they got labeled. And here's my theory that nobody asked for. Like we, they think different than we do. Their brains are structured different. We put, they've got devices in their hands so early. And then we chastise them for it. We give them to them and then we're mad at them. But the thing is, I mean, you think about it's like the complexity of these devices and you see these two year olds who can scroll screens and pull stuff up. That's a different kind of wiring than we had. The video games that my son played are way different than the simple. I'm going to go shoot this thing and blow this thing and go faster than the other guy. Now there's inventory and in all of this building and thinking their brains think way different, way different. But you can't and you put a brain like that in a, your average school system. There's no freaking way. It's going to work because their brain is like this and then it's ready to receive data. They learn that way. Right. And they, they, in fact, they learn incredible things, hand eye and, and all sorts of critical thinking stuff right. that's important in life. And they're slowing them down with this way of teaching that didn't know. And then they get labeled. You've got yeah. a problem. You can't sit still. You're ADHD. You've got executive function disorder, whatever. Now the kid is like, I'm broken. Right. And, and so now they don't honor their own creativity. They don't honor anything about themselves. And it's just, it's, it's freaking heartbreaking. And it's because we, as the adults didn't know how to handle these new brains that we created for them. And so we make them wrong for it and really screw them up. So I'm hoping that 
as these generations, those generations grow up and see this, that they'll understand that brains are evolving faster, like technology, because we're, it's in our face all the time, exponentially faster than they used to. And we've got to find a way to keep up with that and, and, and so that our kids are instructed and are guided to, to be who they want to be. I mean, I, that sounds so ideal, uh, so pie in the sky, but the brains are ready to support it. They just need the foundation. They need that. They need a structure that says, okay, this is your proclivity. This is what you're after. This is what you're good at. It may not be your end goal. It may not be what you end up, but this is where you're at now. And so we're going to develop that and let you explore that and see what kind of person you can become. I mean, there's no excuse for teenagers at 18 years old to have to work at a fast food restaurant now. There's no reason because the internet, they can get trained on just money-making skills. They can learn to run a business. They can learn, they can learn everything. And so, but, but, but they're not encouraged now, to do I, that. I've seen so many kids who are going to be the most amazing entrepreneurial spirited people out there yep. in the world, but they get stuck on the very semantics of, well, this is what you do. You go to school. This is what you do. You go here next. And, you know, I've been working with a lot of them and their parents to open up the doors a little bit beyond just the yeah. black and white semantics that are, have, were created over 70 years ago, but still are the metrics of how we yeah. run education. We, we just, at the adult, like, I can't believe that people my age aren't awake and seeing this, like that they're, they're thinking like old people, people my age. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't you see, like, like every generation thinks the other generation has a problem because, and it's not, it's because we're wired differently. We literally, our brains are evolving. Everything is different. Kids will never, will never understand them. It's a different world and that's the, it's their world now that they're creating and we're living in it. We have whatever influence we have on it. We just need to go along for the ride and just accept this is evolution. This is humans. This is how, this is what happens. We did it to our parents and they did it to their parents. We all evolve and grow and confuse and it's just part of the journey. Yeah. I, I love that concept of allowing yourself to be free to explore all aspects of yourself and, and put yourself out there and see. Yes, because so, you've only so got important. this one opportunity, as far as I know, for sure. And for so sure, like, yeah. <laughs> because our brain is ready to allow us to change. And look, if we if we make a major change in our being, so maybe that's a one or two or three or five year journey, but then you make it. And now you got the rest of your life to do it instead of dreaming about it five years ago. Well, I never started, so I'm just going to do this. Like, go for it. Right. I love it. It's a great, me great message in general. But I think as as we're progressing, like you're like we were just talking about is very important to really challenge concepts like this and, and connect with people who bring that out in you and, and reaffirm some of those messages like you were talking about very early on and, and just saying, oh, this is something you're interested in, explore that. Yeah, it, we definitely need more of that. We need people encouraging people to express whatever's in them, whether we understand it or not, agree with it or not, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about dangerous things, but, you know, it, we can't, we just can't suppress, we, no one should ever tell a kid you can't do that or you're not good at that or whatever. We all start somewhere, but we've got this freaking dream. It's one of the wonderful gifts that is unique to us when we're born. It's like the gift from the universe. Here's the thing that you love. Here's the thing that lights you up that you're interested in. It may evolve over time, but right now it's this. So go for it, go explore it. And there's a million ways to do it. There's no one way to do it. So just go play and see which way feels great for you. We just don't have the world to support that. And we've been talking about kids, but I think that message is equally as important to adults. Oh, or... yes. I was definitely talking about adults just then until yeah. the very end. Yeah. <laughs>
but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that is really important to pay attention is that there's no age limit. You don't age out of this concept. You can always change and always adjust and always move forward towards these things that speak to you. Yes. And, and think, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, just I'll bet you you can learn a new address and commit it to memory and remember it. If you said so over and over and over again, I'm telling you, your brain can change. You can learn a whole new way of cooking. Your brain can change because you're going to learn and you're going to study and you're going to do it, do it, do it, do it. All this stuff can work for you. There's no, you cannot tell me this won't work for you if you are a human with a human brain. So anything you're saying about it not working is just a pile of stories that are denying the basic fact that your brain, given the same information on a repetitive basis, will change to support it. Yeah. One of the strongest messages I've ever heard from someone was when I was doing trauma training and EMDR training. And the message that was given, because we were doing supervision and we we're talking about, does this work for different types of people, different uh, diagnoses, things of that nature. I see. And the instructor said, and I, I still hold on to it now, simply said, it's just processing. Anyone can process. It doesn't matter if you're neurodivergent, doesn't matter if you're neurotypical, it's just processing and anyone can process. And that's the message, right? Like anyone can do this. It's there yes. if you decide it's, to do it. Yes, but I'm, but I, the, it is 99.999% for sure that you need support. Because again, like I said, doesn't matter how awesome you are. When you're at your limit, you're at your limit. You will only see things the way that you can see them, no matter how expanded you are. There's a more, there's a different kind of expanded out there. So if you're feeling stuck, it is time to refer to others. Yeah. It comes back to that connection piece and supporting the message. I love it. Yeah, that. we're all here together for a reason. You know, we all have things to contribute to one another. And I mean, that's how we're going to get our joy out of life is seeing the value of our contribution to others. It's also why, you know, you look at different animals in the animal kingdom, when they're born, they're pretty self like able to take care of themselves and walk. Humans aren't. And our, our incredible gift for each other is community and support. And that's why we can cry and communicate that way. But we're also together in a community and connection. The hope is take care of each other. Yeah, it's true. And, and that is and that's a wonderful thing to be celebrated this, you know, helping each other to, to lift each other up. And so, you know, obviously, when I work with people, I put them in a community because they're all like minded. And, and, and many of those people are surrounded by people who are not of that mind. And when you're surrounded by people, if, especially if it's like a spouse or family or coworkers that you see all the time, you can be very committed and it's and it's pretty hard. When you're surrounded by, you know, especially we have one of the one of the personality types is a people pleaser, and those people are particularly susceptible to the influences of other people, their opinions, the looks on their face, the tones of their voice. They don't want people to be uncomfortable, so they compromise their dream so that and, and they think everybody's comfortable. Of course, no one's comfortable. They're not comfortable because they're not, you know, they're, they're, just because they're not telling you how uncomfortable they are, it's just because you're not poking at it because you're not going to flaunt your dream in the face in, in their face anymore. But now, of course, you've given up on your dream. So now you're going to be some weird version of you for the rest of your life. Um, so I have a couple of questions that I say for the end of the podcast, and um, I'm going to throw them at you. It's not quite a lightning round. Take as, as much time as you want to answer them. Okay. But I like to ask every guest these two questions. Um, so the first question is, if you could have any superpower, assuming superpowers were real you're in a world where anything can happen 
what would your superpower be and why? Uh, I, you know, I'm just a kid. I just want to fly. I just want to yeah. fly like everybody else. Just, just let me do that. Go places without having to stand in line at the airport. I'm good. Nice. It's, it's a good one. It's, it's one of the best answers, I feel like, to that question. And then there are no wrong answers. Let me just reaffirm that. Sure, it's right, one of, of the best ones. Uh, what do you think your real life superpower is? Probably some kind of communication. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been a thread throughout my entire life, distilling ideas that are complicated, getting people to understand things, you know, in an easy way, as simple as possible. I think my, you know, my, I was, my, my mother was a school teacher and I just learned logic. You know, and that that it was a it was a stumbling block for me for sure, especially when I entered into the whole law of attraction conversation to get past all of that logic and stuff. But it's it's definitely has served me in my communication skills. I do voiceover too, so that means I have to you know be able to analyze a script and know what they're saying. And and as a coach, I need to be able to read people and you know get to the heart of the matter quickly. So I think if I had to just pull one out quickly, it would be that. Fantastic. I have two more questions. One will be the very last question and we'll end the podcast. But the next question is Pennywise, scarier as a clown or a giant spider? It's a clown. Although yeah. that's a tough one, man, because spiders are right up there. I do not like them either. I, you know what? I, I think I would run way faster from the spider. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good answer. <laughs> uh, the very last thing to kind of leave for our listeners and to end the podcast would be if you had to, and you're really succinct and awesome at doing this. So I, you're going to knock this out of the park. No, but great, no you, pressure. If you had to boil down our conversation today on the podcast and everything we've talked about into one, one nice gem of knowledge for people to, to take with them. Well, your brain what can change. You your brain, brain can change. change. That's it. That's it. I mean, and, and we can overcomplicate saying that to, to their uh, delight or whatever, you know, people like it to be complicated. I had a guy join up one time to, to work with me and he was, he, he, he said, I don't think this is where I wanted more information. Like he wanted reams of stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's not what we do. We do transformation. You can get education anywhere. It's all out there. It's, it's crazy. And there are people doing what I do and they, they put a lot of attention on how the brain is working and that kind of stuff. For me, I'm like, Look, man, I just want to. I just, I just wanted you to have the transformation you want, and you don't need to know that stuff if you don't want to. To me, it's more like if you, if you, once you get this going and you want to know how it works, go study it. But trying to get all into it up, up front just slows a lot of people down. I find. Perfect. Nice summation. You knocked it out of the park like we assumed. So, <laughs> I think that'd be really good for people to take that home. Great. Brain can change. Yeah. Well, Bob, again, I started the podcast with thanking you coming on. I'm thanking you even more because I really enjoyed this conversation and all the stuff that you put out there and, and, you know, that inspiration. Hopefully, you know, we've created a conversation that does inspire and will move people forward towards. Yes, exactly a little self-inquisition, a little like self-awareness, your autopilot behavior. If you can start identifying that and then go, what would I rather do? This is that's how you start to change your life. So where can people find your stuff so that we can hype it up here, but I'll also put it in the show notes, like what's great. the best place to reach out? So the quiz is a great starting point, like I said. So tptquiz.com, take you 60 seconds. So tptquiz.com. And then there's meetbobdoyle.com, which is kind of all things Bob. Nice. All right, so check that out. Bob, once again, thank you for coming on. Thank you.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, please outreach to us at info at thepromethianproject.org. If you want to learn more about the Promethean Project or if you would like to donate to our cause, you can reach us at thepromethianproject.org. If you really do enjoy this podcast, please share with your friends, like our posts on social media on Instagram and on Facebook, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any podcast app that you like to listen to. Again, thank you for taking a listen. And remember that the most important step is always the next one.